Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to Minority Minds Podcast and leave a five-star rating on the show now. It helps move the podcast up in the algorithm and brings in more listeners, just like you. So let's keep growing the fan, whether it's on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen to us. And as an added bonus on Anchor, you can leave us comments, questions, and voice messages so you can be part of the show too. Thank y'all. And now let's enjoy the show. Love. Minority Minds Podcast. And we're back in Gail's voice. Wow. To Minority Minds. To my left, I have Papi Chico. Across from me, I have, he has like 50 nicknames. We call him Frio for today. And the guy that you hear on the voice, Gail calls him the Godfather. Very long intro. I don't know what I'm doing right. anymore. <laughs> uh, we're back, fellas. Good to see you guys, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. You just going to say we're back, fellas. I'm talking to you guys, not the not the audience. Who are you talking to me for? <laughs> see, see, we're already starting off bad. <laughs> so yeah, so today I had an idea about let's we're talking about a two year journey. It might not be a long podcast, but I think. It might be interesting to see where we were and where we are now. So, in in the beginning of twenty twenty, what was your relationship status, Gail? Um, the very very beginning of twenty twenty, I was freshly single. I broke up with my <clears throat> ex of like ten years. Good God Almighty. Um. Oh, yeah, freshly single and broke up with her on Christmas. And, and was it that was twenty nineteen? No, wait. No, well, yeah. it's still it's still relevant. the same thing. It's like a week. I'm, I'm same saying, thing. I'm and I'm then just... you know. I was uh with a Latina lady. I think we went over that before, right? We might have. Kind yeah, of sort. yeah. Latina lady like a couple days later. Then a week later. Get accused of something crazy. Something crazy. So after that, I was chilling for a couple months. Not really, not even a couple okay, let me months. Stop you there. Where were you at mentally after all of this? Oh, after all of that, I was scared of shit. <laughs> now Big I'm talking scared. about like mentally. How did you feel about relationships? No, no, I, that's what I'm saying. I was scared. Like I didn't want to get back into nothing. I didn't want to rush nothing. I just wanted to re- be celibate. Like relax, like I'm just gonna chill, not do shit. But that definitely went out the window. No, we're gonna get to that. Mm-hmm. And where were you at, Frio? Beginning of 2020. Beginning of 2020, I was in a relationship. And how long was that relationship? At the time. At the time, I would say maybe like. To off and on three years, I guess you could say. Three years? Okay. So so you were happy at the time? Were you how was you feeling mentally about it? Um it was like one of those things where I guess we were trying to make it work. It had been unstable for a while. That's why it was always off and on. But we was like that was it was basically like the last the last hoorah like we're gonna try this one more time see if we can get it right okay so what was making it unstable um let's see i mean it it's i guess you could say it it started on rocky foundation like and I don't want to like I don't want to make it seem one-sided, but one thing about her, she like when she had her mind set on something, 
that's what it was. Okay, so, so she, what was the Rocky Foundation? So from the jump, she thought that I that she was like like she was my second option that I wanted to talk to somebody else first, and then it didn't go the way I wanted it to go with that person. So I just ended up talking to her. So is there any? But is there any? Any validity to how she felt? No. But so she like we were all we were all a group of friends, and so here's what like so I tried to I tried to talk to her first. Uh She told me that she was talking to somebody, but we all was still like hanging out, and then the other female started to like me. And then when she broke up with the guy that she was with, she told that female that she liked me. So that other girl like fell back and then we ended up talking, but she always felt that I was trying to talk to the other girl first. Okay. So how long did you guys go before it didn't happen anymore? Before y'all broke up? Into like into 2020? Yes. Uh, I want to say like four, I would, I would say a solid four months. So you broke up with him around, was that April? I want to say it was like, it was like we broke up officially in May, but it was over. Okay. And like, you know how like you could tell that it's like basically over. Yeah. So it was like, it was like over in April. Okay. So back to Gail. Yep. So you're single. You're going through it mentally, and you you know you say you were scared and you didn't want to be celibate. What did you do to to get your mind off of stuff like that? Um, I went to to my brother's house and <clears throat> just hung out there and just seeing my nephews, just so I can have like positive vibes around me. Um, played basketball. I went out just into the city by myself, just going. Walking, I just anything to get my mind off of what I just went through with being accused and then breaking like a ten year relationship. Okay, so within after you broke up with her, how how much contact did you have with her after the breakup? I cut her cut her, cut her off immediately, but you know, of course she's gonna find a way to get to me. Okay, because at that time she still had possession of my car. And ran up tickets and everything all on it. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. So, with that happening, how did how did it kind of shape your view on how relationships are? Like, with, when you do dealing with this post post breakup stuff, and you know your finances getting messed up, what did that really do for you? Like, because I know you didn't talk about it, so mm-hmm. I'm sure it affected you. Mm-hmm. But how how did it affect you? It traumatized me. Legit, like I, I didn't want to get into anything, and even if I did, I was gonna take it very, very slow. Like, like, like you know, physical stuff is gonna happen, but like when it comes to like opening up, opening and stuff up like and sh- showing myself, I took it very slow. And hmm. okay, so, yeah. um, what would you say you would have done differently had you had a chance to go back? From like just that twenty twenty area, when after the breakup, what would, would you have done anything different? Would you have like opened up some more, gone to therapy? What like anything that you thought that you wish you would have done, went back and done? Not really, because I I've, I've been looking for a way to get out of that one. You know that, and I I had confirmation probably like a couple of weeks before I did. Like I I was just looking for a reason. Like All right, I need something to like concrete. Like, all right, I've been looking. Here it is. I found it. Then mm-hmm. broke up with her. And but so what I'm saying, what I'm at, the reason I'm asking you this is like, it sounds very traumatic. It is very traumatic. I, you know, we mm-hmm. being friends, we seen you going through it. Do you think therapy would have helped? I don't know. I, I I don't I don't think so. Cause because it seemed like you try to just kind of forget about it, but you haven't. You didn't really reconcile it. Like what? What, yeah, what you I was did. in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it could kind of mess up your view of stuff because I mean, 
when somebody has mental issues, they really can't help themselves. And, you know, you did, you know, just speaking from our point of view, mm-hmm. you did a lot to try to help with that. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where it, it started to mess with you mentally. Right. And, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is, how did you get yourself back to a mental state where you wasn't so downtrodden and beat up by everything that was going on? Because I know it was constant. I don't, I really did nothing. <laughs> so I'm, re- I'm honestly going through it still. Sometimes when I, it comes out with, on Kayla, like uh, she, then she asked me like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Like, did that like bring yeah. you back? Did that trigger you? Like and sometimes it does, but I'm still working on it. Okay. So for you, Frio, you, you break up with her. Where's your mind at after the breakup? I mean, like, like let's be a hundred percent honest here. No, too. I'm just saying like, because like I said, because like we was together for, like I said, that last month where, where like we could tell that it was coming to an end. Like, I was fine. So, like, because it was like, like at the point, at basically, it got to a point where I was getting, like, I was getting accused of everything and I wasn't doing anything but going to work. It was like a whole pandemic, but yet, and still, you're still, like, accusing me and shit. I'm in the house all day, not doing nothing. Like, then, like it was, it was. Um, let's see. Like I said, I I feel like I mentally checked out before we actually split, and like it wasn't hard because of the fact that like we knew it was over. The only thing that I would say is like she's a good person. Just that relationship wise, everyone has their their issues. So, but like we knew that. The feelings that we had for each other that we weren't going to ever be friends. So it's like kind of like it's a little different when you know that this is somebody that you'll never have in your life again. Like mm-hmm. at no way, shape or form. But I mean, y'all still cool? I mean, I don't talk to her. I haven't. Oh. I, the last time you talked to her? <laughs> she, I would say it was probably like. That June, so we broke up that May, that June, because you know we were living together, so she still had like a little bit of stuff at the house. Well, no, I'll take that back because she did somehow she found out that my father passed, so oh. she did say something to me about my father passing. Okay, mm-hmm. but so basically, it. your breakup was amicable, as in. You guys kind of mutually realized yeah, that it was like, yeah, it was. <laughs> he stared at you. He's like, like what? <laughs> yeah, come on, nigga. He's like, he's using big words. <laughs> you know what I'm I took the SAT 15 years ago. What <laughs> <laughs> I don't read the dictionary. <laughs> so, going into being single, how did you cope with like kind of? Because it's a it's a period of, okay, now I'm single. What do I do? How do I get back to who I was? What what kind of stuff were you doing? Like you know, Gail. Was walking around DC, wandering, trying to find. I mean, I, don't I just know, got gold. back to. I got back to doing what. <laughs> I got back to like. I feel like I have a, a very good understanding of myself, so I just got back to doing the stuff that I had stopped doing. So, like you said, playing video games, playing basketball, like hanging with you guys, hanging with my brother. Like I wasn't trying to like not. I wasn't trying to distract myself from us not being together anymore, but I feel like in attempts of me trying to keep her happy, I neglected other people in my life. So I just got back to being myself. Like I didn't really, like I said, I didn't really think about it. It just became more so of a, damn, I could just, I could play the video game too. 2 a.m., 3 a.m. If I wanted to, I don't got to worry no about No judgment. Nobody, <laughs> nobody lip, nobody crying. I don't got to worry about getting killed on Call of Duty because somebody texting me, asking me when I'm going to come to bed. And I'm like two so, balls away. So let me ask you this. <laughs> but this is for both of y'all. Why do you think that we stopped doing the stuff that we were doing just because we jumped in a relationship? Because that's your 
I don't know how to phrase it right, but that's you put all your attention onto what you want to like work out. So sometimes you do have to sacrifice like being with your friends and like, like your own hobbies just so you can see where this new relationship is going. I mean, like, I mean, because of the, I would say because of the fact that it is a, a commitment and you're trying to like at this age, it's like you're trying to see if this person is a good for you, like a life commitment. So certain, I mean, it's just certain things that I guess like when it comes to budgeting your time, you got to take time from other places. So with us all having full-time jobs that actually at the, at the time I had two jobs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was working two jobs, actually two and a half. We'll just say three because I was, I had my main job. I was working at the mall and then I was cleaning cars for my brother. Mm-hmm. So between having three jobs, having like family time, Mm-hmm. And trying to have like personal time, spend time with friends, like certain things just got cut short, right? Because I mean, I didn't only just stop stop dating her; I also stopped working one of my jobs. Okay, so um, okay, so you're single. You're single. Mm-hmm. We're hanging out more, right? How do we get to? How do you get to, like, what's your next transition? Okay, you're starting to get over it. You're starting to feel right. better about yourself. What happened next? The funny thing is, like, as soon as I broke up with her, I immediately was, you know, with the Spanish girl. And as soon as I was done with that situation, probably, like, maybe two, three weeks in, I'm just getting in contact with Caleb. Okay. So I was, my mind is like immediately gone. It's like, I'll move on. Fast. Sur- surprisingly fast considering what I was. Yeah, you move very fast. Good Lord. Yeah. Three weeks after that, he's, okay, so you get to meet Kayla. Mm-hmm. No, but that's like two mer- two months down the road. Just, okay. you know, initial contact. Oh, here, hello. You know, so, messaging back and forth. So how long before y'all started talking for real? Our timeline is different. She says something else, but what are we talking about? We asking you. We ain't yeah, asking her. Yeah. All right, my timeline is when I first admit, initially met her. That's when oh okay, she's cool. I I actually like this girl. That's when I consider okay. So how far along after the first message? Two months. Okay, so you met her. You start. You first messaged her when? Um. I don't know. I mentioned her to you probably. No, like, I'm not. Wasn't the, the from the first message? What was oh, the first, first message? message that was probably middle of January. Okay. Yeah. Then I met her in middle of March. Yeah. So legit two months. Okay. So two months. And at what point did you get serious about her? Mm, this is a. Don't get this, yourself in trouble. Yeah, the timeline. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the timeline because <laughs> um. I I I knew that the funny parts, uh, man. I'm not. I should probably just delete it. But anyway, um, I we was in Georgetown just having our own little picnic, and you know she fell asleep and I was just looking down at her. That's that's when I knew. Mm. And the little the fact that she fell asleep at a picnic is hilarious. Oh, because uh, <laughs> she was a uh, she was uh, pregnant at that time. Oh, yeah. I didn't Jesus, need, yeah. life comes at you fast. That's when I knew, and I didn't even know that she was pregnant. Mm. Wow, okay. That was interesting. We're going to hold that thought. Okay. So, Frio, you've been single for how long now? Or are you single? Hey. Well, um, no, let's keep going on the timeline. Yeah, let's keep going. I would say, I mean, what? So what is it? Twenty twenty two. So I guess you could say two years. Okay. So, you, at after you break up, you go through the you broke up with her when May. May. Mm-hmm. Um, June. You said was when I don't remember when your father passed. My father last passed year. in May, but last year. Last year. Okay. So we have time. 
Yeah. To get that. Okay, so, so basically, what happens at the... Her for like a, I didn't talk to her for basically a whole year. Okay, so what happened like dealing with dating from that from that point that you got single to the end of the year? Like, were you talking to people? Were you going out there? Were you going out? What were you doing? I mean, I wasn't... I wasn't, like, actively dating, no. It was just more so... Um, Yeah, no, I wasn't, um, I wasn't, I didn't start actively dating until maybe like 21. So you spent, the, basically you So spent I spent the rest of the year just like. Kind of finding, yeah, like, re, chilling, yeah, like getting yourself back. Getting myself together. I, uh, I was taking a lot of like little, little, uh, road trips and shit. I bought the, I bought the Mustang. Mm-hmm. And like. That was like my little project car was going here and there and everywhere in that joint. So would you say that because you were single, you had more time to, to do to do more? Because you were impulsive, are you not? <laughs> I mean, I've, I, I, I'm you do impulsive that. stuff, right? I do. So do you think that Slightly. you buying that car was an impulsive decision, or were you? Did you actually take the time out? To kind of do your research, find. Oh no, house. I did. I took my time out to do research. What, how, so what was the time frame between you looking for a car and you buying that car? I mean, well, I'm always looking at cars. Mm-hmm. I'm always so, but I want to say I started. It was years, honestly, because if you remember, I had the Thunderbird mm-hmm. that gave out that mm-hmm. stopped working so i started looking for another car then okay okay but i just was kind of like indecisive on what i wanted okay well i'm glad you brought that up so when it came to just the relationship just to go back a little bit when you was dealing with her what part in it falling apart did you play in it because i obviously it wasn't just her for why the relationship didn't work out. So what was your part in it? Because we're not perfect. I mean, it's, it's not. But, I mean, I would say that my part in it was more so, I guess you could say my personality. Because the way that I, the way that I interact with people, she took, she would consider, she would consider everything that I did pertaining to other females as flirting. So no, but we're not talking about what she perceived. We're talking about what, what you actually did. I don't like you shouldn't like when you. Okay, when I'm yeah, saying I you mean I get yeah. what you're saying, but so I don't like honest. Like I said, I'm not trying to paint her out to be like the like it being a one sided situation, mm-hmm. but like I feel like a lot of it too was. I mean, it could have been my fault. Um, whereas like the age gap and the maturity was not the same. So like I have an understanding of people are going to have like friends of the opposite sex. Um, and I would say since we were like, since we were friends before we would, we're dating. I guess she like kind of knew. She knew about people that like. I was like they we, we weren't like dating, but like we were. I guess you could say like friends with benefits and things like that. So she wanted me to like cut all these people off and things of that nature. And it's like I can like some of these people I can't. I don't have control over when they come around because they were actually like friends of my brother and his wife. So they're going to show up to events that they have because they're their friends. I can't stop that from happening. Right. So things that you have to like, you have to have a trust in me that I'm not disrespecting you in any way. 
when these people are around and I have your back that if they try to disrespect you in any way. So would you say that your relationship basically was built on mistrust? It wasn't trust on both ends. I mean, I ain't have, I, I mean, I trusted her, but she didn't trust me. Yeah. I mean, that's true, but that's where a lot, the biggest hiccup was, it just, it wasn't trust there. Yeah. So, yeah. So when it came to, when it came to any, like, like I was any female in general that was in my life, she felt like I shouldn't like it was almost like it's it's unrealistic to believe that people are not gonna have like your significant other is not gonna have friends of the opposite sex. Okay, so how what role did you being friends not always, but sometimes with your ex before her, how what role did that play into it? Um I mean it Because uh, before I you mean, answer before you answer, I, I, I think it played a lot a lot of it because the relationship that your ex before her had with your mom in particular, how your mom would speak would would probably make her feel uncomfortable because she don't have that. She didn't have that kind of relationship with your mom, the way that your other ex had the relationship with your mom. So you know, if she stayed in the house, and your mom might have, you know, she might even be joking, but she don't really get that. Where she'll say something about her, and then she but don't that, say it back to her. That could be because, I mean, especially that, when you're young and insecure, like that didn't that didn't happen. Um, also, like my ex before her, she like because we're cool. Like she had, she had respect for our relationship. She never like crossed any lines. She didn't even like we did. We didn't even really ever talk. Like she would communicate with my mom. Um, she did like she was there one time because uh, she got her car washed, but. But don't you think the presence of her would make the current person uncomfortable? Whether whether it's on purpose or not, I but mean, you gotta understand I, because women are competitive, and you seeing the ex, no matter what what she's there for, could also make them uncomfortable and make them not trust because, you know, is I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I fully understand that, but at the same time, like. And I've, like, believe it or not, well, the viewers, the listeners may not believe it, but you know how I am. I've approached my mother about it mm -hmm. because, like I said, at the age I, that we are, when I'm dating, I'm looking for a lifetime partner. Yeah. So if I felt like my mother was doing anything to disrespect her or that made her uncomfortable, I would approach my mom about it. So I approached my mom about a lot of stuff, but... That didn't seem to have any. Effect. But you know, it only takes one time. I mean, I get it, but like I said, I can. I mean, of course, like, it's not like. I, I mean, it's not like like I didn't I didn't let any like either one of them be caught off guard. So like, I had let her like when she when when she talked to my brother about getting her car wash. I had him let her know that my ex was staying there. Mm -hmm. When she was coming to get her car wash, I let my ex know that my other ex was coming to get her car wash. Mm -hmm. So, like, but you know that sounds like, crazy. I mean, it does. I mean, cause, I mean, I'm not. I mean, it does a lot of stuff. Cause she she was how much younger than you? Five, five years. Five years, and I, I'm sure she's had a history of guys, you know, cheating and stuff like that. I mean. That she did. That but, plays a part. I mean, it does, and like, I, like I said, I understand it, but I don't know. It's just because I have a hard time with certain things because of how I am as a person. Like, yeah, but so I, 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 I always look like this: you can't project yourself onto others. And I know. You got to kind of, because that's why I always try to take the contrary view sometimes, because I try to look at it both ways. Because I from, from I already know how you are from your perspective, 
you ain't you don't think nothing of it, but other people who weren't raised the same, who don't have the same kind of personality, they don't know how to handle that. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I get it, but my thing is always like, let's take us for instance. Mm-hmm. I trust you, so me having trust in you, if you bring anybody around, like if you like, let's say you're coming over to my house mm-hmm. and you say that you have somebody with you, I trust you not to bring anyone to my house that is untrustworthy. 100%. So it's like, even though you blame so, me for Blake. <laughs> but I shouldn't really be blaming him though. Yeah, thanks. What I do? You are the reason I know Blake. Oh yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, like I said, like so when I have like when I when I trust somebody, I trust them. So no matter what it like, what a situation could be mm-hmm. or look like or appear to be. Like, if I trust that person, I trust that they're going to make the right decision. Straight up. So, I know that that's like, a lot of people say like, well, that's a recipe to get hurt or a recipe for a, like, disaster, but. No, no, I mean, you you can't go into anything without trust. Yeah. But see, I think men, sensible men, I don't, because not all men, because there's a lot of dudes out here that's just out of control. But guys like, you know, like guys like how you, me, Gail, and everybody else is, they, we kind of walk in, we, we give you the trust and, and give you, offer you opportunities to keep that trust. Yeah. And, you know, once you lose the trust, that's it. Yeah, it's like you don't, like, you don't, like, I start off trusting you, mm-hmm. and then the trust goes away as you do more. Well, actually, I don't yes. start off not trusting you, and you have to, I have to gain uh, your trust. Nah. Cause you can't. It would never work like that. Cause if you can't trust them, if you don't trust them at the beginning, then you're not gonna get to a point where you can trust them because you already don't trust them. But she didn't trust me in the beginning. Yeah. So I mean, maybe in hindsight, that was probably the wrong move to date her. I mean, it, it could have been, but I mean, me being the type of person that I am and feeling like like seeing the good in people, I gave it a shot. I thought that I could help mm-hmm. and make things better. I thought that, you know, if I treated her right and showed her that it is, like, decent guys out here, that things could go good. But. It happens. It was an unsuccessful attempt. <laughs> okay, so, Gail. Mm-hmm. So, you're with Kayla. Mm-hmm. Just getting started. You're doing the back and forth thing to Baltimore every weekend. Right. Where, where did, when did it get to the point where you're like, look, I don't want you, I don't want to keep going back and forth. I just want you living with me. When did when did that happen? And how did you get the nerve to even get to that point? Oh, that was, that was easy. As soon as we found out she was pregnant, <laughs> like you got, because I'm not gonna go back and forth to take you to uh, prenatal um, appointments. And then, what if something happens to you? I gotta go an hour from where I'm at to Baltimore. Nah. Okay, so would you say that your the way that you were raised that caring Filipino spirit because mm-hmm. that's what it is? And I've never met a Filipino that doesn't love people. I I don't love people. You love people to an you extent. Don't, no, no, extent. no, 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 no. Stop. The people in his no, circle. No. Yeah. There you go. No, but that's what that's kind of what I mean. I, I guess I didn't say it correctly. <laughs> but anybody like so the way that your family is. Mm-hmm. Once they like you, they bring you in. They take they take care of you. Mm-hmm. How much of that did that like? How much of that was played? Also played a part in because you still got to tell the people that you're living with. Hey, I got her moving in here. She's pregnant. How was that conversation? It wasn't even hard at all. It wasn't like, hard. It, that was that was the surprising part for me. I just told her like, hey, um, she's pregnant. So. And then they was ecstatic, more ecstatic than I was. <laughs> I'm like, oh. So who'd you tell first, your parents or your brother? I told my my mom first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause she oh she was very happy. I think she started crying. Good I'm, lord. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it was a blur, but I was like, oh wow, she she was very happy. Okay, cool. This is easy now. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, not to interrupt, but mm-hmm. I feel like at our age. We, yeah. we still look at ourselves a certain way, mm-hmm. but to them, it's like 
finally. The timeline. Yeah. Like, hey, motherfucker, what are you fun, Yeah, you the last you one, motherfucker. Because <laughs> yeah. my mother tells me all the time, like, when are you going to give me some grandkids? You got some now? <laughs> I, say, oh, yeah, I, get, I get that all the time. <laughs> yeah, but, so. so, transition. What's the transition like with her actually living here? Like, getting used to her being here? It was weird. That she does? It was weird. Like, I used to just come home from work. I'm like, oh, you're here already. I don't have to worry about picking you up. I don't have to worry about driving a whole hour. Then, you know, we have our own little tendencies here and there that can get on each other's nerves. But Tendencies like what? Okay, one one tendency is that she, this is just recent because I got her some AirPods from work. but yeah i got her some airpods right and then she has them full blasting both ears and i'm like how are you gonna hear the The baby baby. (laughs) that gets me every time like what are you doing you don't hear her you don't hear me yelling your name so who's the messy one you or her definitely her that's all her so she is she the type to leave clothes on the bathroom floor? Yup. All of that. That's a pet peeve of mine. That is mm, definitely pet that peeve. That gets on that gets on my nerves. But I'm pretty sure I do some stuff that You be sniffing them joints? Yeah, you do be sniffing her panties. <laughs> 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 Not on this time of the month. I'm alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gross. <laughs> but no, I'm pretty sure I do stuff that gets on her nerves. Like I don't know. Like be emotional, I don't know. You're emotional? No, like be be more open and emotional. Sometimes she says, like, you're not you're not opening up to me. Like I thought I do. What the fuck? What else you want me to do? Get that. She wants you in the shower. I mean with your nah, clothes. I think, <laughs> I think I think what she wants is for you to tell her how you feel. And sometimes, cause us as men aren't we we aren't raised to ever like just say how we feel like if i feel like i'm down today i'm not about to be like yo i'm not having a good day i'm not mm-hmm. my mind is gone and you know when you're with a woman i feel like and especially in our generation cuz we are the generation that's changing the world we're in the in the middle of the old generation where mm-hmm. you didn't talk about anything right but somehow was married for 40 years right to the generation where it's like you're you you're upfront with your feelings. You know how you feel. You can kind of try to recognize and reconcile whatever's going on in your life, so people can actually meet you where you are, where you're at, instead of not knowing that you're stuff suffering or whatever or right. your joy or whatever. So I think she just wants you to be in that space where you can say, "I had a bad day. Mm-hmm. This is why I had a bad day," and then it can open it up for her to be like. I know what to do to make you feel better. I know, Mom. I just pinpointed it because mm-hmm. I do have bad days at work, and I I tell her, like, okay, but my problem is I want my space. Like I tell her, like, just leave me alone. Maybe the communication is off. Yeah, because I tell her just leave me alone. But that's part of yeah. communicating your feelings. Mm-hmm. You can say, look, I just got home. It wasn't a great day. I got give me like ten minutes. Let me get myself together. And I'm going to come tell you about my day. Mm-hmm. And that's not a hard conversation that, you know, from the outside. But when you're not used to expressing that, it's hard mm-hmm. to just yeah. say that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess it's kind of like when we were when we were younger. Mm-hmm. It's like we get it's not we got in trouble for not we didn't get in trouble for what we actually did. We got in trouble for not telling our parents what we were doing. Yeah. Well, at least me. I don't know. About Basically, no, the same. No, same. So I mean, you know, that's probably your next hurdle what? in your relationship. Just kind of finding that balance, going back to that balance, because now with a child, it makes it harder. Definitely. You know. Definitely. And not to say the child is a, 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 burden. a burden. She's not a burden, mm-hmm. but it's just like you got to readjust how your relationship was because it was different when she when it was just y'all two. Now you have a third person, and she doesn't know what the hell's going on. Facts. We can't go nowhere in that Red Ranger. I, have to <laughs> I can't. I mean, a new giant, new car. Yeah, I mean, that too. But, you know, just, you know, finding that time to still have a relationship. You want another Instead Red of just Ranger? being parent. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just being a parent and really trying to understand. Yeah. So I guess we could fast forward to the end of your thing. Mm-hmm. From where you were at 2020 at the beginning, all kind of down and mm-hmm. kind of trying to recover, where are you now mentally? Oh, I'm good. I I just got a new job, so, and... Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Thank you. Hey. Hey. <laughs> but um, it was last night. I was I saw this house I was looking at. I was feeling good. Like, oh, Feeney's my good luck charm. Facts. But then I saw it today it was taken off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I have to look for I mean, another the, one. The, the market is crazy right now. Yeah. Just keep hope alive. Yes. Yeah. Keep hope alive. So what, what really jump-started you wanting to be more or do more uh, was it being in a relationship with Kayla or having Phoenix? It's Phoenix, but it was it was initially Kayla because you know she was the one to push me a little bit, but mm-hmm. to push me over the edge was definitely Phoenix. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like once you have a child, you just see the world so different, mm-hmm. and like whatever you were doing, you kind of say, "Hey." This on this worked for me, but it's not going to work for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I gotta step it up, be able to do this, and be able to provide this, and you know, be be more than what I was for myself. Right. Because I mean, right now you're, you're damn near married. Basically. <laughs> That's good though. Nah, straight up. So because you know, there's a lot of people who are out here who are just co-parenting mm-hmm. and. They hate each other's guts and all of that. So it's better to be damn near married than to be with someone who, like, the only thing that kept y'all together was the baby. Right. Because it's a lot of people who will be like, man, I was just about to leave. And now you're pregnant. pregnant. Exactly. (laughs) It was a good honey night. Wow. (laughs) But, like, like, I know from, I'm, I'm not really trying to speak on myself, but. For me, when I turned, my birthday just passed, so I, when I was turning, when my birthday was starting to come up, I started thinking about, like, how I need to settle my life down, because my life is so crazy, mm-hmm. and I really do need to, like, have something that's that's stable in my life that I can say, at least that's good, mm-hmm. and I don't have to keep jumping around and running through hoops and sprinting everywhere, like, you know, just doing all this crazy shit, so... You know, I'm happy that you are finding a pa- a place of peace, mm-hmm. and things are going your way. Finally, I mean things things have been going your way. It's just, you know, sometimes it's hard, you gotta let go. You don't, and you don't realize, yeah, the certain blessings you have when you have other people around you. Yes, I mean sometimes, I and mean, you know, sometimes you gotta let go of something mm-hmm. in order for you to to get to where you need to get to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, I hate to say it because it is what it is, but the best thing that ever happened to you was you finally let go of the ex. I knew that. I mean, I understand that, but you needed to know. No, you didn't know that because you kept going back. Yeah. But when you finally say, hey, I got to do, I got to get away from this because I'm stuck in the mud. I'm running in place. Mm Mm-hmm. You finally realize that, then all of a sudden, boom! It's like just to go back even further in the story. Mm-hmm. When you worked at the other place, mm-hmm. and you lost that job. Mm-hmm. You got you got you you stopped being spoiled, girl, and started being a hustler, girl. Mm-hmm. And you learned to hustle. You learn how to work hard. Mm-hmm. And then once you stop, once you started working hard, things started happening. You started you stopped waiting for stuff and started going to get stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but you knew I was. The spoiled one. So. No, we know, but you didn't understand where that was taking you. Right. So you needed something drastic to happen for you to really realize that you can't keep being like that. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. No, but you, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's unfortunate that because like drastic things like that have to happen. Mm-hmm. No, but it's, it's necessary yeah. because you you got to fail to succeed. And think about it. If you would have stayed the way you were and now your father was having health issues, where would you be at? You wouldn't be able to oh. be you wouldn't be able to be how you are now because it wouldn't even been in your head. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, that would be so much stress on me. Yeah, I, straight up. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it it's a it's one of those things where that things need to happen for you to succeed. You need to fall backwards sometimes in order for you to get to to uh in order for you to get to where you're supposed to get to. Now you're starting to see the fruits of everything that you've been building towards. Yeah, slowly. Yeah, getting there. Rome wasn't built in one day. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frio, you know, been single. Um, we get to twenty twenty. We don't finish twenty twenty. We get into twenty twenty one. You lose your father. Now, where are you at now with with the loss of your father? Uh, I mean, of course, I have my days. Um. I feel like that was my that was my drastic event mm-hmm. that had to happen. I was the spoiled one too. Um he always had my he had my back with everything. Um It's like you lost your safety net. Basically. And like that's a whole another source of income that was taken away. So it was um now it became like my turn to pick up his slack basically mm-hmm. so, right um well I don't know I think that I just I focus a little bit more on like my goals and what I want and what I need to do and accomplish more than other people I think I don't know. Like what? Just give me one. I mean, like, I mean, honestly, I'm going to give you a truthful example, but like when I told you guys earlier that when I, like when the, the group chat was going off too much and I had to put it on mute mm-hmm. because it's like, I have a lot of group chats that I just either took myself out of mm-hmm. or put on mute because socially I'm not there with everyone. Right. So, but um, I don't know. It's just little things like that where, like I I'm, I'm closing my circle up, and I'm like I said I'm I'm focusing more on myself. We in there though, right? Yeah. All right, babe. I better not be I mean, out. Yeah, I'm about to say I the mean, fuck. Really, I'm, I'm right here. Like, but like, but um, yeah. And like I said, like I'm just, I gotta, I'm focusing more because at this point too, like I'm going through what I'm going through. Everybody's going through stuff, but then at the same time, like I gotta help my mom. Mm-hmm. So like at this point, like she's saying that she doesn't, like she's not, she's about to retire. So this is gonna be her last. This is gonna be her last year working. So once she well. Once July comes, she's not going to be working no more. So that's going to be even more. More responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to basically just get everything right. Get them lined up. Yeah. yeah. So I've been, I mean, I just have stuff that, like I said, like before, I could kind of like drag my feet on that I can't drag my feet on no more. So mm-hmm. I got to use my time wisely. Straight up. So. It's been how long? What well, about almost what eight? How long has it been? Yeah, it's been like eight months. Eight months, right? Okay, like so eight nine. We come. Yeah, we'll be coming up. We'll be coming up on. What's next month? March. March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, next month will be on the first of March. It'll be exactly ten months. Mm. So, how are you now? I mean, I still have my moments. It's a lot that goes on. Um, the relationship that we had, um, like, I talk to him every day. Mm-hmm. So, like, now when you see stuff going on in sports and stuff like that, you know, I like, you kind of, I mean, I, I still have people to talk to about it, but it's like it things same. that I'll be, yeah, like, excited to be like, oh, I'm going to go home and I'm talking about this. Mm-hmm. Then you're just like, fuck, right. that nigga ain't even there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So 
I mean, but I feel like you're transferring more of that love towards your nephews. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're like you used to just clown on them all the time, but now I see like you actually show them love mm-hmm. a lot more than you did before. Before it was kind of like, hey, you my nephew, this and third. Now it's like, nah, like I I'm here for you. Yeah. I really, you know what I'm saying? Like Because I mean, you know, like that was that was um Aiden's best friend. Yeah. Like my father when Aiden was born, my father retired and Watched took him. over like caring for him full time mm. until he went to the, like even when he was school age, like my father was the one who took him to school and everything. So mm-hmm. oh wow. Like yeah, he was the one mad at us for uh, saying he had on dad jeans. <laughs> yeah. So because my father was dressing him like him, <laughs> like look, you sixty, he's fucking six months. Like I put these big ass jeans on. <laughs> he didn't even want to put the pants on no more. <laughs> you know, keep putting on them fucking Michael Jordan jeans. <laughs> but um, yeah. So but like yeah, and I mean it's just more so like learning about myself and mental health and stuff like that. So I got to make sure that his mental health is right. Mm-hmm. So as much as I joke around with him and clown him on certain stuff, I have to make sure that he feels more of the love than he does of like the jokes. Yeah. And so, like I said, I got to make sure, even though he's not, like it takes a village. It so mm-hmm. I remember all the stuff that my uncles did for me. And like how we interacted because basically, like honestly, my uncle that you call the crazy uncle yeah, was like beat his ass. <laughs> yeah, like but he's like now nah, he has a great right heart. Head. Like that's my that's my right hand man. So and like, you can feel it like when he's when anytime he's around, they feed off each other so quick. It's so funny because mm-hmm. like, he'll say something, boom, he right behind him. And it's like like literally like he was having a bad day one day and he called me and was like, I'm on the way, and I'm like. Nigga, it's three o'clock in the morning. What you talking about? You on the way? <laughs> then he calls me back like fifteen minutes later. Like I'm outside. I get in the car with him, mm-hmm. and we drove all the way to North Carolina. Damn. <laughs> like and then we got to North Carolina, went to my cousin's house, and he was like, "I'm tired. You got to drive back." I said, "Motherfucker, you just kidnapped me. <laughs> you just kidnapped me." But yeah, so he just I wanted mean, to be around. But yeah, yeah I just I want to have. I got to make sure I have that energy. With my nephews too, so Damn. now I wish I, got, I had that. With, I got uh, a niece on the way. My uncles. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, you late on that. Damn. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, but like I said, so like I mean, I do like you said. Anything that Aiden wants to know, I try my I try the best my best to give him as much information as I can give him, mm-hmm. and like teach him the right things. Like even me and D'Angelo, like. He tells me like the direction that he wants things to go with him, as far as like whatever his goals are. So I'm not. I'm like I'm basically following your plan, mm-hmm. and because I understand that things are received differently from different people. So he may take something from me. He's always if, gonna take like, more from you than his own dad. So, but if me and him are on the same on page, the same page, yeah, you're saying you're giving the same yeah, yeah. message. Mm-hmm. So, so how do so how do you feel about having children now that you know you've gone through what you've gone through? Like, where's your mindset on that? Like, um, is it something that you still want to do? Is it a priority? What is it? It's it's rocky, honestly, because part of me like I want to have kids. Another part of me is kind of like, like, I have an issue because of the fact that, I mean, my mother tells me I can't put my life on hold, but it's a lot of things now that I don't want to do because my father's not here. Mm. Totally understandable. So it's like, he's not going to see me get married. He's not going to see me have my first kid. Like, he's not going to see a lot. Yeah, but he's not going to want you to put your life on hold and not live your life. Because he's not here. Because that's not that's not how he raised you. I mean, it's true, but I have to get over it. Yeah. So you you plan on doing therapy or what? I might. I don't know. I don't think I really like. I have no problem being open, 
Mm. I don't really hold anything in. Um, I don't hold my emotions back. So it's not like, I yeah, don't, but I, don't, I mean, I talk about it. With, yeah, but like trying to work out, work out the way you feel because you could talk about it, but actually trying to work on how you feel is like a different thing. You get what I'm saying? Because you and me could talk. We talk all the time. Mm-hmm. And we really, you know, we get into it. But it's like, you're going through something. I can be going through something. And we're talking, but we're not really getting away with it. Whereas somebody might ask you a pointed question. Or you can actually get to that emotion that, that you really didn't think that was there. You know what I'm saying? I think that's just something to think about. I mean, like I said, I think about it. I do think about it often. Because my mom asked me about it all the time. Like, I asked her, like, are you, do you think that you need therapy? Because, I mean, they've known each other since they were kids. Yeah. Mm. That's, she's got to be going through it. She ain't showing it, but you, I can tell. Mm. She, she's different a little bit. Where mm-hmm. mean ass. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, I don't know. Yeah, man. You know, it's, it's I know I missed... I used to I love like, recording at your house just because I knew he was going to pop up. Because <laughs> he was always like the light. We be, we could be talking about something like when Gail was committing to Kayla, he'd come like, you sure? You sure that's what you want to do? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, it's just hard. I mean, I remember when, I, when we lost Coach White and like, you know, people who didn't know me and his relationship didn't understand why it hit me the way it hit me. Yeah. But it was like, even to this day, like, I'm driving this truck, and I'm, I am still feel weird about it. Yeah. I see his picture in my house every time I walk in. I walk past it every day. When something goes down, I think about it. I think about him. When I, you know, when I'm dealing with kids and I'm, and I'm accosting a kid for messing up, his voice, I can hear his voice in my ear telling me, hey, don't be so hard on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Little shit like that. Like that shit, nobody understands loss until you actually had loss. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like for me, it's been consecutive. Yeah. Because it was my grandfather first, and yeah. then my father. Exactly. And, like, but I don't know. I don't know if, um, like, my grandfather helped ease the blow of losing my father, in a way. Because that was like one of the closest people to me that I lost. Yeah. Like, mm. the, the, like he was like the first close person to me that I lost. Mm. Like, mm. so that's rough. I I I can't even imagine that because me and you are spoiled, and then you lost something, someone very close to you. That's like you look up to but I've never like had that experience at all. I lost my grandfather I never yeah you know in yeah. the Philippines I'm just probably four or five like, I'm not gonna remember that yeah so like oh, yeah, I lost my first grandmother at eight my first grandfather at nine then I lost my grandparents on my father's side as an adult and you know it hits the same yeah especially I mean, when you're aware of what's yeah. going on it mm. definitely for me it started when we were we were going to PG and mm. my uncle passed mm. and like his situation was he started off like he started off bad everything started going good and then he spiraled back and then yeah it just went yeah. downhill mm. quickly um but then like after that it was like back to back to back so that's one thing that I would say too that has made it difficult with me in dating because I try to tell people that like it comes out it comes off wrong Mm -hmm. but sometimes when like like if you try to threaten me with leaving that's when I tell people that's like look I've lost a lot of family members Mm -hmm. like they're not coming back so if you want to like just go leave, be gone right. because there's people that I'm like could never get back right. that I wasn't ready to lose. So 
if you choosing to lose, like leave on your own, go ahead, be fine. Like I have, I have to get over losing them. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll get over you. Definitely yeah. be able to get over you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I appreciate you guys for sharing because mm-hmm. you know we don't realize what kind of stuff we go through, what kind of how how much life can change in short periods of time, and we were, we only really talked about two years. Right. But think about all the stuff that we talked about. So, you know. I mean, I had a lot happen that two years, too, though. Yeah. We didn't like, get to that. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that happened, like, literally within two weeks in 2020, I got in a car accident. Yeah. Hmm. We didn't even talk about that. Right. You next episode. Oh, no. I don't know about <laughs> that. Nah. They don't nobody wants to know my story. Yeah, I don't really have much of a story. It's coping mechanism. People want to hear your story. Nah, story Everybody's story needs to be heard, fam. Mm-hmm. Nah, the story is fine. Your guys' stories are way more compelling. Here we go. You're a father. Okay. Right. And you're you're basically about to be I'm the head of the family. <laughs> <laughs> you're about to be head of the family, so shit's gonna happen. <laughs> that was dark, huh? Yeah, that was super dark. But um. You know, we appreciate everybody for listening. Like, share, subscribe. Um, once again, thank you, fellas, and see you on the next one. Yo. Minority Minds is brought to you in part by First Class Auto Care. Minority Minds Podcast.